Welcome back to our Hinduism 101 series. What is religion? What kind of religion is Sanatana Dharma? Why are there so many gods? Why idols? Let's listen in to get clear answers to the questions we have not been able to fully understand or explain. And you don't know about that person. What do you do? You make something up, no? He looks like that. His parents are like this. In Vedanta, we call this Avarna and Vikshepa. When you don't know, you make up. When you have non-apprehension, there is misapprehension. This could characterize our relationship with Sanatana Dharma. Our whole life. We don't know the details of Sanatana Dharma, so we make them up and go about living like that. Our course is about Vidya. Clarity. Details. So there's no, I don't know. So there's no, I make up. The first half of our course flowed in following Sanatana Dharma. And I gave you a structure. Shishya, Sadguru, Shastra, Bhagavan, Brahman. I gave you a reference in terms of Sri Rama Gita and Panchavati, the five faiths that one needs to have. I'm going to give you another structure, another reminder. Nation of Sanatana Dharma is, and this comes from the Mahabharata, from Bhagavad Gita. I've shared this in meaningful mornings as divinity, validity. Now you will hear this in more detail. This is the third Adhyaya, or chapter three, the 14th and 15th shlokas, verse 14, 15, for your own reference. Anad bhavanti bhutani parjanyad annasambhavaha yagnyad bhavati parjanyaha Karma Brahmodbhavam Vidhi Brahmaksharasamudbhavam Tasmat Sarvagatam Brahma Nityam Yagne Pratishtitam. For the sake of being brief, this is the wheel of life. At the top, is Brahman. Brahman expresses as Veda. Veda expresses as Dharma. And I'll share all of this in English too, okay? Dharma expresses as Yajna. Yajna expresses as Parjanya. Parjanya expresses as Anna. And Anna expresses as 
bhuta. <coughs> From the top to the bottom, or the beginning of the wheel to the end of the wheel. Now let's go backwards in English. Bhuta is a jiva, or a searcher. That's all creatures. When one wants to be peaceful, Bhuta goes through Anna. Anna literally means rice. <laughs> Anna literally means grain or food. And if you think of what we need every day is food, what we need more deeply is peace. When a searcher comes to not want peace, but need peace, they become a seeker or a shisha. Then, this desire for peace, their sincerity invokes a sadguru who shows it's possible to be peaceful. And in the shlokas, that's known as parjanya. Show me with your hands what parjanya means. Rain, that's right. Rain is very important in Bharat, in the world. Rain is a sign of potential. Now the Sadguru gives us a path, and that path is yajna, be dedicated. Be dedicated in what? Dharma, your responsibilities. We explored this as Shastra. So yajna means dedication, dharma means responsibilities. These together are the shastra. So we've covered shishya, sadguru, shastra. The dharma or dharma comes from veda. Veda means knowledge. Poetically, the veda is known as the breath of Bhagavan. In Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhagavan Narayana's conch is known as the Veda. So, in our case, where does the Shastra take us to? Bhagavan, which is that presence. The more you live by the path shown in the Shastra, you feel this presence, yes? Coming back to Srimad Bhagavatam again. When that five-year-old boy Dhruva was in the jungle by himself and his father was quite worried, his father made a mistake and he realized this. And at that time, Rishinarada goes to him and asks him what's wrong and he admits he was weak. His son is gone now and all he's doing is worrying about him. And he says, Mashuchaha. Your son is Deva Gupta, which means your son is protected by God. And I have such an appreciation for that because I feel we're all Deva Gupta. However old you are, if you think of how many times you should have died already, and I mean that literally, and not to be fatalistic, I think about one time when I ran across the street so fast when I was a kid and I was inches away from getting hit by a car. 
Devagupta, correct? And on and on and on. So, you feel this presence of Bhagavan. And Bhagavan is an expression of Brahman or infinity. You see how in our scriptures, Ramayana, Mahabharata, Sanatana Dharma is shown to us. The second half of our course is not about following Sanatana Dharma, but furthering Sanatana Dharma. The first confusion we have is about reincarnation and incarnation. As long as a jiva feels that they are separate from the jagat, the creature feels they're separate from creation, they will have to keep on going through sanjita karma, that is the past, which comes into prarabdha karma, which is the present, and will manifest some more as agami karma, which is the future. Ajiba has no choice in this. This is called reincarnation. As long as I feel I'm separate from the Jagat or creation, I will keep on being reincarnated. And one point to distinctly remember here, in Sanatana Dharma, you're either infinite or not. So until one feels this oneness with this multiverse, you will keep on being reincarnated, reincarnated whether you're an animal or a semi-god. A long time, he's still not infinity. Once you feel this oneness, that separation is erased, where the jiva and jagat are one, that is when you are no longer reincarnated. That is when incarnation happens. Because now one is Jagadishwara. One is Bhagavan. Okay, so a detail on reincarnation, incarnation. The next confusion is in terms of religion, in terms of idols. So I'm referencing, again, chapter four. Now we move on from eight to 11. Reincarnation and incarnation was highlighted in verse 8. Now religion and idols, etc. is shared in verse 11. Famous verse. Yeya tamam prapadyante tamstateva bhajam yaham mama vartmanu vartante manushyaf partha sarvashaha Simply, yeyatha mam prapadyante. In the way that an individual, that a seeker approaches me, tamstathaiva bhajamyaham, I reciprocate in the same way. Mama vartmanu vartante, the paths to me are many. Manushyaf partha sarvashaha, 
the path to me are many, know that they are all leading to me. Okay, so this is the literal meaning. Let's elaborate. What does Sanatana Dharma mean as a noun? Tell me the two English words you should remember in terms of Sanatana Dharma as a noun. Infinite nature, good. See, Sanatana Dharma as a noun is Brahman. We've covered that already. Sanatana Dharma as a verb is Shishya, Sadguru, Shastra, Bhagavan. These are all the means, correct? And the ends is Brahman. Yes? Everyone's with me? The word religion, as I mentioned, means to go home. In a more technical sense, it's to know thyself. Now, Bhagavan Krishna is saying the same thing. And please don't get lost in the name Bhagavan Krishna or the form of the one who is teaching Bhagavad Gita. Think Brahman here. Okay? There are many, many, many ways to go home, even for you, correct? There's not just one way to go home. And to know thyself, who are you? You are infinite. Religion is the most intimate, the most personal subject. The most intimate, the most personal path. And wrongly, people fight more over religion than politics, correct? Wrongly. And that shows that politics is not as close to them as religion. Sanatana Dharma is not an organized religion. This is an organic religion. And I hope I've tried to communicate the subtlety of this through this verse and all in general. If you need peace, then you become part of the flow of Sanatana Dharma. See, there's no, there's no conversion here. How can I convert you to need peace? Correct. This is not organized. This is organic. This is not a conversion. This is choice-based. Undoubtedly, there are organizations within Sanatana Dharma, like Chinmay Mission, as an example, but those are different, yes? If an organization has an agenda, that doesn't mean that's the agenda of Sanatana Dharma. Sanatana Dharma is simply the verb takes you to the noun, period. That simple. Swami Chinmayananda has shared, the ends of every religion is self-mastery. Yet the means of every religion is different, as in self-development is different in each. So every religion, how self-development happens is different, but the ends that is self-mastery is the same in every religion. The means and ends in Sanatana Dharma, this is in an academic sense known as 
monotheistic polytheism. Monotheistic polytheism. And this is important to know. Because lots of people will come to you and say, how come you have so many gods? Do you know how many we have? <laughs> There's actually a, a number that is given. Anyone want to take a guess? <laughs> there is, yes, 330 million, not 33 million, 330 million. So around how many people there are in America, that's how many gods there are <laughs> in Sanatana Dharma too. I'm highlighting here again how organic this is. Why do we have so many gods? Because we have that many types of personalities. All of you lean forward and smile. See how different all of you look? Some of you have a fake smile right now. Some of you have a real smile. <laughs> Some of you are watching TV while I'm speaking. So your smile is the most. <laughs> so many different types of personalities. So, so many paths. That's the polytheism. But where are all of these paths going? To that monotheistic which means that infinity, that oneness. You're feeling me. Monotheistic polytheism. And what I love the most about this is this is most relatable. Had a frustrating day today? Show of hands. <laughs> a smooth day? Cheerful day? Efficient day? Inefficient day, sweaty day. <laughs> See how many different days we have, different hats we wear, but you're just one person, correct? In my case, <clears throat> I was first a, a son and simultaneously a brother. Then I became a husband, then I became a father. See, so many different hats that I have to wear, but I'm still who I am. And that's how we relate to Bhagavan and Brahman too. The polytheism leads to that monotheism. Monotheistic polytheism. So coming back before I get into my last point, the second confusion that's being highlighted is religion in general, specifically society's claims about Organized religion has this agenda. And then if this is religion, what are the means in this religion? Sanatana Dharma is organic, not organized. And in terms of means, any means that is leading you to oneness is a means. Like Raja Yoga, like Karma Yoga, now Jnana Yoga, correct? Last point, and this is specifically in terms of another confusion and another negativity that's inflicted upon Sanatana Dharma is being an idol worshiper. When Raja Parikshita asks Rishi Shuka, what should a dying man do? And the generality of this question is, what should every human do? And his response is, Satyam param dhimahi. Contemplate on the infinite 
Because that's who you are. See his question. I feel like I'm dying. Rishi Shuka says, you weren't born. How can you die? You're not bound. Why do you need to be free? What an answer. Our answer would be go to Hawaii. <laughs> Buy life insurance. <laughs> this is contemplate that you can't die. <laughs> How can you not love Sanatana Dharma when these kinds of amazing responses are given? And then he follows up saying, if you're not ready for this, if you're not ready for contemplating or knowing thyself, that is Swarupa, try knowing Vishwarupa. Try feeling infinity in the trees, in the birds, in the humans. And such amazing advice. It is easier for us to see others' weaknesses than our own, correct? Because we're extrovert. So it's easier for us to see divinity around us than as us. And then Rishi Shuka says, if that's too hard, then work on feeling divinity in your ishta rupa, which means the specific form and name of God or Bhagavan. So best is Swarupa, next best is Vishwarupa, next best is Ishtarupa. So magnifying this more, in Sanatana Dharma, we do worship idols. And not just in Sanatana Dharma, every religion worships idols. What is the cross? To someone who knows nothing about that, that's two pieces of wood. That's a plus sign, correct? But for someone who knows about that, that is the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. When one practices namaz, in what direction? Towards Mecca, correct? To one who doesn't know that, that's just sand, sand and brick. But to someone who does know that, that is a holy place. Aren't those all idols? Every religion uses idols. We use idols all day. Today, when I had come back from my jog, I was super sweaty. And then I sat in the car and the seatbelt got all sweaty and the chair got all sweaty. And I came home and she texted me saying, next time in capitals, next time bring a towel, angry face. <laughs> Isn't that an idol too? I felt the anger. <laughs> you see, it's an idol externally, but there's meaning behind it. The ideal behind the Om symbol. The ideal behind that angry emoticon. Yes. This makes me very happy to share this because we're just not in denial of it. We do use idols. But so does every religion. So does everyone. Your wedding ring, if you're married, is an idol too. <clears throat> Just another example. At my parents' house, I don't know why they have this, but you know those Mardi Gras necklaces, those really shiny bead ones? So Vyasa keeps putting them on him and says, I'm so beautiful now. <laughs> so I said, Vyasa, here's what we're going to do. 
you put one on me and I'm going to put one on you and we're going to get married. And so we did it and we got married and he was telling my parents, we got married. <laughs> See, it's just an idol. Yes. Ishtarupa or Murti Puja is a means. It is not the ends. This is one of the main messages I'm sharing today. This Murti Puja, feeling divinity in a specific form and name, that has to evolve to feeling that same divinity in your madhyama, in your center. Which is why at the end of a puja, you push that murti away, indicating that that presence you now feel in your own heart, ritstale, as Sri Ramana shares. And once you feel that in yourself, it becomes natural to feel the same in manava, as in in humans. And I'm sharing humans because it's very hard to see the divinity in humans because of our egos. It's easier to see it in stones or dogs, but in humans it's hard because of their ego. So murti, madhyama, manava. Understood. And this is a fine sequence. Simply know that if you don't grow out of murti puja, if you don't grow out of ishtarupa, You've put this fence around you that initially was protecting you, but now that you've grown up, what is that same fence doing? Suffocating you. And I observe that a lot. When many of you immigrated to North America, you, your parents, your grandparents, so many associations were created. The Agarwal Samaj, the Kannada Sangha, etc., etc., correct? Because you needed that protection. Someone to share language with, someone to share food with. And as more people came or you became more comfortable in North American culture, shouldn't we have grown out of those associations? But so many have not. Still attached to this smaller group of people without breaking this fence down to feeling a oneness with all associations all countries, etc. And what do we do? We justify it in our mind. Murti puja, this association. And that's why the details of texts like Srimad Bhagavatam, Ishtarupa is the farthest out. Closer than that is Vishvarupa and closer than that is Swarupa. So once again, before we begin our discussion, Chapter 4, verse 11 shares what religion is. Sanatana Dharma is a religion, not an organized religion, an organic religion. Those who need peace, this is for them. And there's 330 million ways <laughs> to connect to this oneness, this monotheistic polytheism. So, is Devi Lakshmi better than Devi Saraswati? 
Yes or no? <laughs> Initially, the answer may be yes for you, but eventually you have to drop that answer, correct? I may grow my mother's the best mother, but then I have to grow up realizing she's the best mother for me, not for everyone. Yes? That's why when people write on Facebook, I married the best husband or I found the best whatever. <laughs> you know, I don't interact with people on Facebook as in back and forth, but that's all I want to say is for you. <laughs> Why are you generalizing it to all of us? <laughs> See, we don't grow out of that. We have to grow out of that from the polytheism to the monotheism. And then specifically in terms of murtis to madhyama to manava. So second confusion addressed. First, Reincarnation, incarnation, and today in terms of the means, the means and the ends. Next week, when we meet, an intense confusion on Varna, on cast. If you enjoyed what you heard or want to learn more, share this episode with a friend or find us online at facebook.com slash cmniagara. For those on the journey of self-development, Chinmaya Mission Niagara provides a community forum for seekers to listen, reflect, and contemplate. This podcast is produced by the Young Adults of Chinmaya Mission, an international nonprofit working to transform individuals through the knowledge of Vedanta. Until next time, inspire, love, be.